Welcome, everyone. Dr. B here again. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ask the Dentist. Uh, Glad you are here. So pretty straightforward question today. I always say that before I answer it, so maybe it's not, but it's an important question. And I, I had a different answer about 10, 15 years ago to this question than I do now. And I'll tell you a little bit about why that happened. And a lot of it had to do with the discovery of the oral microbiome and then, of course, being a clinician. As time goes on, being a clinician, in your head, you just store all this data. And having treated thousands of patients and you apply certain methods that you learn in school and sometimes you change that approach based on the outcome thousands of times later because you're learning. And practitioners are always learning. As long as they're practicing, they are learning and things do change. So my reply could very well illustrate that point. And I think it's important. So that's why communication is so important. And I think finding a seasoned clinician is also important. I'm not dissing the younger practitioners out there. We need them and and they're coming up to speed quickly, but experience is important if you're a patient looking for a dentist. So anyway, here is the question. It's pretty simple, but let's see where we go with the answer. Hi, Dr. B. I was wondering if you could touch base on the benefits of brushing our teeth before or after breakfast and actually what is recommended before or after eating our first meal of the day. Thank you so much. Great question. And if you had asked me this question 10, maybe 15 years ago, probably 15 years ago, I would have said absolutely after, after breakfast. We were told in dental school to brush after every meal you know, that the acid attack, the bacteria that are consuming the food that you're consuming, they excrete an acid within 10, 15, 20 minutes. That's the byproduct of their metabolism, of their eating. Let's say you're eating some goldfish crackers. Hopefully you're not, but consuming that food, of course, has effects on your body systemically when you digest it, metabolically speaking. But it also There are bacteria in your your mouth that are consuming that as well, and they excrete an acid after they've consumed it, and that acid is what causes decay. So, yeah, so if you eat something like that, let's say you eat goldfish for breakfast, or let's say you have a piece of toast or an English muffin with cream cheese on it, those carbs in the English muffin are highly fermentable. The bugs in your mouth absolutely love that stuff. And hence, they excrete a lot of acid. And that's where the result of decay comes from. In other words, it's a demineralization effect. The calcium in your teeth are being dissolved by this acid. Cinnamon roll in the morning, for example. Maybe a chocolate-filled croissant. These kind of things. Uh, breakfast cereals. Let's, let's, let's use that as an example because that's pretty much the most common cereal or breakfast food, uh, even oatmeal. These are carbohydrates that can cause that acid attack in the mouth. So, okay, so eat breakfast and then brush afterwards. Well, the landscape has changed. It has changed quite a bit with the introduction of and the discovery of and better knowing about how, and we don't know as much as we should about the oral microbiome. The oral microbiome being this group of bacteria and protozoa, fungi, viruses, just like the gut microbiome in our mouth. In fact, the gut microbiome, the oral microbiome are linked together, part of the same system, I'm I'm sure. 
overlapping and feeding each other and seeding each other. It's, it's all interrelated. But we've in dentistry, we've always been just talking about disinfecting the mouth with alcohol-based mouthwashes and soapy ingredients or even pesticides, mild pesticides, triclosan, for example, in toothpaste. We, we've always been discussing or been having this discussion about disinfecting the mouth. Whatever there is, the mouth is dirty and disinfecting it. And obviously, we got that wrong. It's more about nourishing the mouth and uplifting and supporting this oral microbiome because it has a purpose. These bugs have a purpose. Yes, you can have infections in the mouth. The oral microbiome can go awry. That's a dysbiosis, just like the gut microbiome having issues as well. That's where certain bacteria become dominant. Because they become dominant, more numerous than they should be in relationship to the other bacteria in the mouth, they become pathogenic. They become disease-causing. So, how do you keep all those bacteria happy in the right ratios to each other? Commensal is the word. I love that word, where they all get along. Well, it's, first of all, stop killing other bacteria indiscriminately. And typically, when you take in a mouthwash that is designed to disinfect, it's disinfecting all the bacteria in your mouth, even yeast cells. And, you know, the microbiome and the microbiome lives in the biofilm. That's the plaque layers. It lives on the cheek cells. It lives in the floor of the mouth. It lives on that layer on the tongue. There are all these little micro niches of the microbiome. It, it also lives in the nasal passages. So, by disinfecting that and taking it down, it's pretty hardy. It comes right back. It's, it grows like a weed. The question is, is does it grow back to its normal state? And the answer is no, it doesn't. A lot of the anaerobes, the bad bacteria grow back quicker than the good bacteria. Again, I'm simplifying. And these ratios get really put off and don't come back the way they should. So, that commensal environment is destroyed every time you're trying to disinfect your mouth with these oral hygiene products. That's not good. We really want to feed those bacteria and provide an environment where they're able to do their job. This oral microbiome is in charge of immune defense and providing good breath and protecting that very fragile interface between teeth popping out of your jawbone into the mouth and the outside body and the inside part of the body. I mean, the oral microbiome has a lot to do and it is very, very active. And that's why when things do go wrong, there's a lot of inflammation in the mouth. Periodontal disease is a perfect example. It's really a, an overreaction mm -hmm. to the breakdown or the violation of this zone between the inside of the body and the outside of the body. This is where the teeth erupt through the jawbone, through the gums and stick outside essentially outside of the body, still inside the mouth, but it's a different zone, uh, biologically speaking. So, that doesn't happen anywhere else in the body. So, the oral microbiome is highly specialized and it has a lot on its plate. So, we've been looking at this incorrectly for so long. So, back to brushing, what does brushing do to the oral microbiome? Well, it thins down the biofilm. The biofilm can thicken after a, a starchy meal and then these bacteria can become a little disorganized and certain bacteria can become dominant. For example, the strep mutans bug is the bug that causes decay. It's one of the bugs that causes decay. And if that becomes dominant, then obviously you're more prone to getting decay. Well, you can disinfect the mouth. That doesn't work as I've just described. 
but you can also brush. The mechanical action of brushing disrupts things. It's not killing things, and that's what brushing is about. It's about disrupting that biofilm so that it doesn't organize in a way that is bad, and it allows it to reset itself without having that burden of having been disinfected or knocked down. So, that's a good thing. Flossing is essentially the same thing. It's a mechanical, mechanistic way of disrupting that biofilm, just bringing it down and preventing it from overgrowing. It's like weeds in a garden. You know, do you kill them? Do you put, you know, a glyphosate-based herbicide on it and then kill everything else and cause other problems down the chain and, and ruin the soil and, and then your neighbor has an issue and then these seeds become resistant? No, 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 no. What you do is you get a shovel and you, you dig up the weeds and, and you throw them away, you compost them. I hope that analogy really sums it all up. I think that works pretty well, the gardening analogy. So, okay. So, back to – that was a little background on where I'm going. So, when do we brush? Do we brush before breakfast or after breakfast? Again, I used to say after breakfast because the biofilm thickens. Here's the problem with that. If you are having an acid attack in the mouth and you brush right afterwards, right after the meal and the acid is still – hitting the tooth and dissolving tooth structure, then you are scrubbing off that tooth structure with the toothbrush. You are making your teeth more sensitive. Now, the tooth may be able to recover, but doing that time and time again is very, very hard on the teeth. So, if you're drinking coffee or wine, grapefruit juice, acidic drinks, acidic foods, or eating a food that creates an acid attack, a starchy food, and you brush right afterwards as you're running out of the house trying to get to school or to work, you're thinning down your enamel, you're damaging your teeth, and you're going to make them sensitive to external stimuli like cold drinks and cold air and, and touch, brushing, that kind of thing. And that's, that's not a, a good thing. We don't want to destroy tooth structure and enamel and dent. We want to preserve it. So, my thinking now is that when you wake up in the morning, maybe you've been mouth breathing all night, that biofilm, because the saliva flow is low, when we sleep at night, saliva, the saliva glands do shut down a little bit. They produce less saliva. Your mouth is open. You're breathing. Lots of dry air. The mouth is pretty dry and the biofilm, that plaque layer, thickens up. And I think before you have a meal, you should thin that biofilm out. So, I am all for brushing before breakfast because of that. And also, you're not in a hurry to brush right afterwards and take down some enamel and dentin with all the acid in your mouth. So. I really think that oral hygiene has to be convenient for it to work and has to be practical. So, brushing before breakfast is fine. On the other hand, if you want to wait and you have time or you want to brush when you get to work or school or you can dry brush in the car, I wouldn't recommend flossing in the car, maybe with a floss stick. Perhaps you shouldn't do anything but drive <laughs> and do that when you get to your destination. But brushing right after breakfast, I think, is a mistake. Brushing before breakfast works. It's fine. It takes down the biofilm, thins it out. It allows, if there are any good ingredients in your food, like minerals, it allows them, once it's mixed into saliva, to get to the teeth. Again, the teeth take up certain products in food for revitalization and for their health. So, I think my answer now is it really doesn't matter when you brush, but you can brush before a meal. And if you do brush after a meal, wait 30, 40, 45 minutes, even if you have a cup of coffee, because you will make your teeth sensitive and you are brushing away some enamel. 
So again, before breakfast, after breakfast, or at least a half hour of breakfast, both of those scenarios work. What I do is I brush when I get up in the morning. I think my, I know my teeth are very vulnerable at that point. I've been mouth taping. The inside of my mouth is pretty moist, but it does dry out a little bit again, because saliva flow pretty much shuts down at night, assuming you're in deep sleep. And that can have its, again, you haven't had water, you're dehydrated, you've kind of shut down for seven, eight hours. And so I think brushing right away in the morning with a hydroxyapatite-based toothpaste is important. And then you can have a meal. I don't usually eat breakfast. I wait till around 11 or 12 o'clock. And if you do intermittently fast, I would recommend that you continue or that you do brush in the morning just because you think you're not having a meal. Again, we're programmed to brush after a meal. And I think that's not necessarily a good way of thinking. Hence my recommendation here on brushing before breakfast, if it can fit into your schedule. And I think we're also programmed to a certain point where we can eat whatever we want and we don't have to worry because we're going to be brushing right afterwards and undo all of that guilt of whatever we ate. And and that's not a good association to have. We need to understand brushing for what it is, disorganization and revitalization of the biofilm, the plaque layer. It's not as simple as just remove it, get rid of it, protect the teeth and undo all the damage that has been done by a terrible Western-based processed meal. That is faulty thinking. That is very dysfunctional thinking. And dysfunctional thinking leads to problems. So, again, think of it as the oral microbiome. Think of it as what's best for it so that it can do its job and remineralize the teeth and protect the mouth. So, I think brushing when you get up in the morning, not not right away. I mean, get up, do some stretching. Don't look at your phone. Look out the window, say hi to your spouse or your friends and children, whatever, and then brush your teeth with uh, some hydroxyapatite-based toothpaste and get that biofilm reinvigorated and ready for whatever meals are coming. And again, if you are not, if you're skipping a meal, that doesn't necessarily mean you don't need to brush especially in the morning. In the morning, after having slept, I think the biofilm is very thick. It has the potential for being dysbiotic because of that long break you had without water, without saliva. And so, that's my reasoning. Uh, First thing in the morning, I think is a great idea. If you have children that are running out of the house after breakfast, I think this is a good thing because brushing before breakfast, they're more likely to do that when they wake up. After breakfast, it's crunch time, you know, the, the bus is there or carpool has to leave, it's going to get forgotten. It's going to be overlooked or they'll brush and it'll be very cursory. So, anyway, that is my thinking on brushing before or after breakfast in the morning. Uh, again, my answer 15 years ago was boilerplate. It's what I was taught. But in practical terms and with the knowledge of the oral microbiome and what really happens in the mouth, I think brushing when you wake up is probably one of the, is a very good morning habit to have. I think it's, uh, plus you'll feel better. That sticky kind of gross feeling in the morning, uh, why not undo that right away? There's a reason it feels weird because deep down, you know, it's it's not a, a good thing. So, undo what happened in the middle of the night, get that biofilm reorganized, and you'll be able to smile the rest of the day knowing that you did the right thing. So, again, my answer is before breakfast, but don't sweat it. If it has to be after breakfast, wait a half hour. And then, of course, a lot of you will ask, well, what about lunch and dinner? 
and before bed. I mean, there's a lot of different reasoning there, but we'll, we'll get into that in another episode. But thanks for asking that question. I think even though it was very simple and very straightforward, I think you can see from my answer and all the implications and everything that I think about when it comes to brushing, I think you'll realize that this was a viable question, an important one to ask, and I hope we've all learned something today about brushing in itself, what it does, and when we should brush when it comes to our early morning routine. That wraps up another episode of Ask the Dentist. Again, timing is everything. Uh, that certainly applies to our oral hygiene habits. And I just think it's important not to, to undo our brainwashing. And usually the most accepted methods are not necessarily the correct ones, and that is brushing after every meal. And I think, I hope I've explained that well enough where that's not necessarily true. And the thinking that, oh, we have to disinfect or sterilize our mouth, which we can't do after a meal is is just dysfunctional thinking and, and it's not where we need to go. We need to be a little bit smarter about this. So anyway, that was asking questions like that really it brings a lot to the discussion. And, and that's kind of where functional dentistry always goes. It's always asking why, where, when, and why not something else. And I think that's why it's important to seek out a functional dentist. Uh, if you are looking for a functional dentist, we do have a directory on our website. Go to askthedentist.com slash directory. That list is growing. If you don't have someone in your area, maybe wait a little bit or, or ask around. Maybe someone is practicing in a functional other words are integrative, biological, uh, but I think functional covers all of that. All those other categories are subsets of that functional approach. And knowing why something happens, knowing the root cause of something that happened downstream, a symptom or a sign, it allows you to correct it in a more accurate, uh, just a in a more comprehensive way, but also in a way that you'll end up getting a better result. So again, look for a functional dentist in your area on that link. If you have any other questions, uh, please go to speakpipe.com slash askthedentist. I'm happy to ask any question. As you saw today, it can be a very straightforward question, but you may not get a very straightforward answer. Never assume that there is a straightforward answer or that it's an answer that you think you already know. Uh, things are changing in dentistry. Thank goodness, right? That's always the case. There's new research coming out. There are new products. For example, I mentioned hydroxyapatite in this uh, episode. It's a better material than fluoride. Fluoride will eventually be phased out because of all its implications, its toxicity, its effect on the fetal brain, the brain of an infant, etc., uh, other issues as well. So it's good to keep up to date. And I hope that's what this podcast is able to do for you. And I am just love being able to answer all your questions. So please ask your questions, speakpipe.com slash ask the dentist. And in general, if you want to read more about anything in dentistry, even more so functional dentistry, go to our website, askthedentist.com. You'll see lots of stuff there. Uh, it's about 14 years now of content that we've been putting on there. And again, sometimes it changes and it's good to keep up to date. Remember what happens in your mouth happens in the body. You cannot achieve good overall health if you've ignored your oral health. So again, probably sound like a broken record, but it's important. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. And uh, I will see you in the next episode. Thanks again. Have a great day. Be safe. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. 
Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search our Find a Dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.